Welcome to the Multipurpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. And here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. We are approaching springtime. Aside from warmer weather, spring also brings PTA transitions. Whether you are running the election or trying to figure out how to set up your successor, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the five things that you should do as part of the transition. Let's jump right in. Those five things are first, running a successful election. Second, training your successor. Third, transitioning any software. Fourth, facilitating any introductions. And fifth, a year-end summary. So let's go through these one by one. The first thing, and probably most obvious, is running a successful election. You will have no successor if you do not run a successful election. So that is key. I want to spend just a moment on this because this may be a, a difference or a departure from prior years given the pandemic. Depending on how you're running your election this year, you may have to adjust your bylaws. So most PTA or PTO bylaws require some sort of in-person elements, whether that be vote counting, whether that be attendance at the meeting in person, whether that be where you store your ballots. All three of those things are typically written into the bylaws and may require adjustment if you are doing something in a virtual format. Bylaw adjustment can take a few months because you typically have to give notice, discuss the potential adjustments, vote on the potential adjustments at a meeting, then implement the potential adjustments. And so giving yourself ample time to do that is critically important to being able to set up a valid election. Those of you who went through this process last year, if you did this in an emergency fashion, you may have only validated last year's election. In other words, you may have done something temporary to facilitate last year's election. So take a look at that because that doesn't necessarily mean the validity of this year's election. So if you implemented any emergency actions last year, just look at the length of validity of those and whether or not you can rely upon those this year or whether you have to amend the bylaws or take another emergency action. Your individual situation will be different depending on what your PTA or PTO did, but do take a look so that you can have a valid election. In terms of the mechanics, if you are doing this virtually, what we're seeing as most common is a virtual Zoom meeting of some sort and then voting facilitated either by email, which allows counting of emails or through a voting program. And the most common we're seeing out there are using SurveyMonkey, ElectionBuddy, ElectionRunner, and OpaVote. We have no affiliation with any of these, but these are just what we're hearing about out there. So take a look at those as potential options. After you have run a successful election, the next thing that you should do is focus on training. If you haven't read our blog about procedures books, do. There's a lot of detail in there about what a procedures book should include, but I'll give an overview here. You want to train your incoming chair or president 
to set them up for success. So you want them to know both the basics of the PTA or PTO as a whole, and then some more details about their role. So you can have a procedures book that is an umbrella book for all incoming board members, and then a more detailed one with only three or four elements for your particular role. So in terms of the umbrella book, having a copy of the bylaws, a list of all the board positions, committees, and one to two sentences about each, a contact list for all PTO officers and committee chairs for last year as well as the incoming year, key contacts for the school, district, staff at the home school, as well as any other local or state PTAs or PTOs that you liaise with, the meeting minutes for the last three meetings, prior year's budget, school calendar, as well as the prior year PTA calendar, any other relevant PTA policies. Then for specific roles, you should have a more detailed overview of the role, not just the one to two sentences, but try for a couple of paragraphs. Any technology used, including passwords for that technology. For a treasurer role, any bank account numbers, balances, as well as budgets for the last three years and potentially more detail about the budget. And then for every role, any notes about the role. So either tips and learnings from anything you've done in the past year or goals that you've worked on and are continuing to work on or any expectations that you've set for parents. So I put that last category in sort of the tips learning bucket. It's going to be a little more free form, but I would make sure that you write it down so your successor can refer to it six months from now when they may have forgotten what you shared with them in April. In terms of being an effective trainer here, write all of this down, send it over to your successor, give them some time to review. Once they have reviewed, I would recommend a face-to-face, whether it's virtual or in-person, discussion about what you've shared. That way you can add any color and it gives them an opportunity to ask questions. The third item is to transition any software. Typically we see website, whatever software you're using to manage membership, any communication software, so that would be both newsletter and social media and then any fundraising software that a particular role may use, and finally, whatever you use for your budgeting. Make sure that every incoming board member has access to these items. If there are specific softwares for your role, make sure that not only do you provide access and written down login information, But then also in that in-person discussion I was talking about a minute ago as part of training, show how the software works and any tips or tricks that you've learned by using the software over the last year. The fourth item is to facilitate introductions. In your role, whatever it may be on the PTA board or as a committee chair, you are likely working with other people outside of the PTA. That may be parent volunteers, it could be school administrators, it may be partners, whether it's vendors or business partners out there in the community. Although you may assume that your incomer knows those people, they may not know them in the same way that you do. They may not work with those people in the PTA umbrella or PTO umbrella. 
So a facilitated introduction is really helpful to laying the foundation for their future working relationship. This could be as simple as an email introduction, but if it's somebody in the community that you work with very frequently, I would recommend a Zoom meeting or an in-person meeting to really lay the groundwork for your successor to be successful. If there are people out there, for example, your school principal or certain teachers that are very involved that need to know all the new members, you can absolutely facilitate one meeting or one email for the whole PTA transition. In other words, introducing the whole incoming board. But if there are individuals that a particular role works with, I would do those one-off. Finally, the year-end summary. I actually think that this is an undervalued aspect of transition that can have a lot of impact and really set up the incoming board for success. Sharing the goals that your PTA board had at the outset of the school year, where you got to on those goals, in other words, what pieces were accomplished, what still remains, what you've shared with the community about what you're doing there, as well as any metrics or details underlying those goals is really important information to transition over and should be written up in summary format. That summary will allow the new PTA or PTO to see what work still needs to be done, determine how much bandwidth they have to take on new projects, understand what expectations have been set out there in the community, and facilitate their first meeting when they're planning their school year. Bonus, it's also a great write-up to share with your school community. We've talked a lot about how important it is to share with parents where their membership dues go, how the PTA or PTO are giving back to the school so that the parents understand that. It also facilitates additional giving in coming years when parents understand where their money is going. And so providing that year-end summary both to the incoming board, but then also in a communication out to your school community is really valuable and can go a long way in promoting the PTA and engaging its members as well as setting the stage for the success of your future board. We hope that these five tips, again, running a successful election, training your incoming board, transitioning any software, facilitating introductions, and creating a powerful year-end summary are valuable to you and set up your incoming PTA or PTO for success in the next school year. This show has been brought to you by K-12 Clothing. K-12 Clothing is a PTA dad-created business focused on providing high-quality school apparel while increasing access to educational resources through fundraising in schools. Learn more at k12clothing.com. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at k12clothing.com and click on blog. Thanks to Squad Locker for making this show possible, and we'll see you next week in the Multipurpose Room.